Hey church, I'm Phil. I lead the team at St. Paul's and we are living in exciting times. Yeah, I mean, it's been a challenging year, but God is on the move. And I am so thankful that we all get to join in with him. You know, God's given us a big vision to make disciples, to transform communities and to plant churches. And, and it's not just a vision that we get to talk about, but it's a vision that we get to see. You know, it's what Jesus is doing in and through and among us. And you get to be a part of it. You know, whether you feel like you're one of the faithful right in the middle of what God is up to, or whether you feel a little out on the fringes, I want to encourage you today from Mark chapter 5 that Jesus sees you. In the midst of all that is going on, he loves you and he wants you and he is for you.
Well, I wonder in the midst of all the exciting stuff that we get to celebrate, all the good things that God is up to, do you ever feel overlooked? I mean you and your stuff. You know, sometimes I can feel overlooked. If I'm honest, actually, there are plenty of times when I found myself praising God one moment and then questioning and doubting him, maybe even being frustrated or angry at God the next. And many of you will know my daughter has needed a lot of care in hospital. In fact, she still does. And and I remember when she had a particularly big, complex operation coming up, thinking, God, all these other people are getting healed. Yeah, you know, I was leading church meetings and praying for people and seeing God touch lives in amazing ways and, and at the same time wrestling with God. What about me and my family, my needs? You know, God, I, I believe in you and I see you moving so why does my little girl still need all this intervention? Well, it's not always been easy, but my testimony, my story, is that truthfully, God has always met my needs. And he has brought about healing for my little girl in remarkable ways. You know, not always when and how I expected it. But I know that Jesus has always come through for me. He's for me. Yeah, and perhaps you have been faithful, but you still have big hopes unrealized. Has God forgotten you? Well, today I want to encourage you. Jesus is for you. Yeah, and perhaps this is all new to you. You're out on the fringes. You're not really sure who this Jesus is and, and actually why he'd be bothered about you anyway. Well, today I want to encourage you too. Jesus is for you. Whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you find yourself in the midst of, good, bad, indifferent, whether you're in joy or in sorrow, an insider or an outsider, Jesus is for you. Well, in the second half of Mark chapter 5, we find two amazing encounters with two very different people, both of them in, in great need, and both of them fall at Jesus' feet, and both of them ultimately find everything that they need in Jesus, but not necessarily when or what they were expecting. The first character that we meet is Jarius, a faithful man. You know, Jarius was one of the synagogue rulers, uh, kind of a church warden type, prominent and respected in the community. You know, he would have held significant responsibility for overseeing the buildings and finances, for, for supervising worship. And we find Jarius here in urgent need. And jettisoning all his dignity and his pride, this faithful pillar of the community falls at Jesus's feet. He's desperate, but he's also full of faith. My little daughter is dying, he cries. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. It's a big faith-filled ask from a faithful man. And Jesus says, yes, 
Amazing. <laughs> he goes with Jarius. But no surprise, perhaps. You know, Jarius is a great guy. But then everything doesn't go to plan because other stuff, other ministry gets in the way. And faithful Jarius finds himself frustratingly, you know, frantically waiting. You know, Jesus is face to face with Jarius. Jesus is there for him. Jesus had agreed to come with him, but he's not coming quickly enough. Now, if Jarius was faithful and favoured, well, the woman in the crowd, the next character that we meet, was forgotten and on the fringes. I mean, we don't know much about this woman. We're not even told her name. In fact, she is defined by her condition. The woman with the issue of blood. We're not sure of the, the exact nature of what's wrong, but we know that she has been suffering for years in great physical pain and no doubt social torment. A health issue like this would have rendered her ceremonially unclean and and an outcast because of her bleeding. She shouldn't be touched or or touch. And unlike faithful Jarius, the man in charge of the synagogue, this woman wouldn't even have been allowed to be in the synagogue. Excluded, totally marginal. To Jewish society. You know, perhaps she shouldn't have even been in that crowd that day. But she is desperate and she too falls at Jesus' feet. She pushes through and she touches Jesus' cloak. And as she encounters Jesus, she's healed instantly. And she drops to her knees and perhaps in fear, you know, thinking, what will this man with all this power do to her now. But here at Jesus' feet, she wasn't forgotten or despised or, or overpowered. Instead, she is met with compassion. And Jesus sees her and tenderly calls her daughter. Yeah, and this is the only time recorded in the Gospels that Jesus refers to anyone like this. Daughter, he says, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Total healing, transformation. This is the power of God at work. One of the most amazing, sensational healings and transformations that I have ever witnessed was was in a previous church that I was a part of uh, about 10 years ago. I used to work with the team there that ran our homeless drop-in and um, we met a guy who who had just been ravaged by a lifetime of drug addiction and of sleeping rough on the streets. And he was totally, totally broken. I, I honestly don't know how he was even still alive. But one of the other homeless men invited him to an Alpha course and he met Jesus. And over the following months, his life was totally transformed. He came off drugs, he got clean, he was housed, he began to build healthy relationships, he got a job, and he just fell in love with Jesus. Now, Jesus, who hadn't forgotten him, uh, but had literally rescued him 
from the jaws of death and given him peace and freedom. I mean, it was just incredible. And for anyone who feels on the fringes, you know, whatever your story, know you are not forgotten. Jesus sees you. Whatever else might be going on, he sees you and he is for you. And he can and he will heal and transform you and give you peace. But what about faithful Jarius? Has Jarius been forgotten? He's just witnessed this incredible healing. But someone else's needs get met. The news arrives that his daughter is now dead. I mean, this, this woman had been suffering for years. You know, could she not have waited a little longer? You know, surely God knew this. Why has Jesus given his attention to this woman? You know, something seemingly less urgent, someone seemingly less important. You know, after all Jarius has done in God's house, why would Jesus leave him waiting? <laughs> what about me? I don't know what Jarius thought in that moment, but what I do know is that just because he was a man of faith and of hope doesn't make his pain any less real. Hurting with hope still hurts. And maybe you're hurting today, full of faith, but full of pain. It's a strange mix but there in Jarius's darkest moment Jesus turns to him and says don't be afraid just believe and if it feels like God has forgotten you and your pain if it feels like he's busy working in everyone else's lives let me encourage you don't be afraid just Believe. Jesus is for you. And it may not have been how or when Jairus expected, but Jesus did go to his house and he did take his daughter by the hand and tenderly in their native language, he whispered, little girl, wake up. Even in the face of apparent missed opportunity, even in the face of death. Our Jesus is mighty to save. And it may not be when or or even what we expect, but like Jarius, as we go on believing, we will see the power of God at work, the God of the forgotten and of the faithful. I I want to pray for two things today. First, I want to pray for miracles, instant transformational ones. And second, I want to pray for those of us who have to wait. I want to pray that we might not fear, but just believe. So would you pray with me now? Wherever you are, you might just want to hold out your hands as a sign of openness to Jesus. If there's something that you need today, let me encourage you 
to lift that need to Jesus right now. Jesus, you are at work all around us. Thank you that you are mighty to save and that you see and know and love each one of us. And today we ask for miracles. With faith like Jarius, we ask you for the impossible right now. For those of us who need healing, heal in Jesus' name. For those of us who need freedom and peace, a release of resource, a breakthrough, we believe and we receive from you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. And Jesus, we thank you that your timing is always perfect. And for those of us called to wait, may we not be afraid, but just believe. Amen.